0: Edinburgh Church. Hey, it's great to have you with us. Good to see you. Thanks for coming on out tonight. I also just want to say hello to you. Maybe this is your first time here with us this morning. Greetings to you. We just want you to relax and just enjoy the morning. I also want to say hello to anyone joining us online. Thanks for tuning in this morning. Uh, my name is Joshua. I'm the executive pastor here at Enbrook Church. And uh, we've been in a series called The Brand New You. And it's been so good. And what we've been doing is we've been walking through Romans chapter 6, 7, and 8. And Pastor Brent, let's just be honest, has done a fantastic job of just kind of these last three weeks walking us through what that means. Because here's what we've come to discover. When we become a Christian, right, the Bible actually says that you become a new creation, which I love that. But here's the reality. It doesn't always feel that way, does it? I always kind of like slip back into old tendencies and issues, and I'm like, what is my deal, right? And, and, and that's kind of what I want to talk about today. Last week, Pastor Brent kind of set this up by saying, you know, he, he kind of hinted at what are those big sins, those big issues that you really struggle with. He, I would call them signature sins. He used the phrase, he's one of those things that your head just kind of automatically swivels back to again and again. You know, you just keep going back to it. Like we learned last week that for Pastor Brent, he steals rocks from the city of Duluth. You know that. I don't want to judge, but that seems a little sketchy to me. And so I'm just basically waiting for that phone call that says, you need, the congregation needs to post bail for your lead pastor. Um, no, I'll just tease He's not here, so I can poke fun at him. So, but in all seriousness, I, I think we all have those issues, right, that, that we struggle with. And if I'm totally honest with you guys, as I thought about this, and, I, and, and I'm just going to be completely blunt, I know that for me, I can sometimes struggle with just being a, a, just a, a firecracker. I, I can just get angry at the drop of a hat. And, and it seems like I can just lose control quickly. And, and I, I hate that about myself. I don't like that at all. And I know I need to work on that, and I have been working on it. And uh, one time that I think God really just kind of like, you've got to work on this, partner, was several years ago. I was driving my daughter to, to daycare, and uh, she's 16 now. This was like, you know, 10 years ago. I was driving her to daycare, and this gal cut me off on the way there, okay? It wasn't just like kind of a cutoff. It was like a full-on. I had to hit the brakes. The, the wheels screeched, okay? And I was, I was already just in a bad mood. Can I just be honest? And I was so upset, and I, and I hit the steering wheel with my fist, I, and I yelled, dang it, lady. Only I did it with a whole lot more gusto than that. You know, this is church after all. And literally within a split moment of me saying it, my sweet, precious, innocent little girl in the back seat strapped into her car seat goes, dang it, lady. (laughs) It was just one of those moments where I had to shake my head and I was like, oh boy. But it was also in that moment that I think God just kind of just very gently and very just... Very humble, he just kind of spoke to my heart, and, and 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 he said this. He said, "You know, Josh, he says your outbursts and anger, if left uncontrolled and unchecked, they're going to affect your home life, and they're going to infect your. They're going to affect your kids." I was like, "Oh, dagger, right, right to the heart. Like only God can do that, right? Just twist that, you know." Just, and it, but he was right. And here's what Paul says in Romans 7, 15, and I bet we can relate to this. It says, I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. Can any of you relate to this? Can any of you feel this, right? When I want to do the things that I should do, I don't, right? And I often end up doing the thing I shouldn't do. You know what it feels like sometimes? i gonna be honest with you. It feels like sometimes that thing in my life is just out of control. Like, why can't I control that thing that seems to control me? And it drives me nuts. So let me ask you, where, where in your life, heart to heart, knee to knee, where in your life do you feel like, man, I can relate to that? I'm out of control with this thing. What is it in your life that you can't seem to stop doing? And every time you do it, you say to yourself, what's wrong with me? Why do I keep doing this? Well, let me tell you the truth about all of us in this room, whether you're a Christian or not. The truth is, we all sin. Every single one of us. I don't care how perfect you think you are, you sin. Every one of us. And honestly, I actually think it's refreshing to hear this Bible writer like Paul, who wrote Romans, admit the same thing. Like, like, like this is Paul. I'm like, he struggled with this too, and that's kind of refreshing to me. And Paul says that when we trust in Christ, he says a new life has come, the old one is on the way out, but it doesn't mean that we don't sin anymore. He says this in verse 20. He says, if I do what I don't want to do, it's no longer I who do it, but it's that sin living in me. Now, Paul's a Christian, okay? He wrote most of the New Testament. The guy was amazing, okay? He was saved and forgiven by Jesus Christ, but he still failed. He still blew it. And the reason that he still failed is because his sinful human nature, it didn't go away the moment he trusted in Christ. And for you, it doesn't go away the moment you place your faith in Jesus. He goes on, he says this in verses 21 and 23. He says, I find this law. I find this law at work inside of me. It's like the law of gravity. It's just always there. I find this law at work inside of me. When I want to do good, evil is right there with me waging war inside of me. Man, this is, Paul's just nailing this. Like, I can relate to this every day. He goes on, he wrote, he wrote this letter to these folks called the Galatians after the Romans, and he said this, he put it another way, he said this in Galatians 5, he said, there's these two forces, good and evil, they're constantly fighting each other, and your choices are never free from this conflict. Man, I hope you can relate to this, because I sure can. Friends, if you're a Christian here today, there is a battle going on inside of you. And you are never totally free from that battle. It's actually a sign, okay? It's actually a sign that you're a believer. I think that's a good thing. It's actually a sign. If there is a battle going on inside of you, that's a signal that, guess what? God is at work in your life. That's good. That's a good thing. Friends, if there is no battle, that's a major danger sign for you. Because that could be a a strong signal that God is absent from your life. Because as believers, there's this spiritual warfare going on inside of us. So what I want to do today is I just want to show you guys four ways. Because I believe that sin, that thing that you wrestle with, that what I call a signature sin, I think it can be defeated. I believe this. I believe the Bible teaches this. I believe God can help us overcome that. So I want to show you just four ways To defeat whatever that thing is that controls your life and your mind. Okay? The first thing is we gotta start with our hearts. The first thing, we gotta be honest. We have to acknowledge the truth. That's where it starts in the heart. We need to get specific about whatever that thing is. Not just call out sin in general, okay? But, But we have to identify it. The one sin I can't seem to control is this, and you have to name it. You say, God, I struggle with this particular sin. Please help me to defeat it. Because I'm convinced that if you don't acknowledge it, if you can't call it out, you'll probably never address it. So I'm going to ask you that tough question. As your friend, please, eyeball to eyeball, knee to knee, what is your signature sin? Where do you feel like you lose control? And like it has control of you. What is that thing? Maybe for some of you, you lose control at your kid's sporting event and you embarrass your kid. Or you you lose control at parties and you embarrass yourself. Or you're married and you fantasize about being with someone else. Or it's an addiction to gambling or internet pornography and you tell yourself, never again, but it just keeps happening. Maybe it's overeating, over-drinking, or just lying and being deceitful. Maybe it's someone who's hurt you. And you just can't seem to let it go. And so that grudge just festers. Friends, we be honest about it. We be honest and ask God to help you defeat that struggle, that problem. Don't cover it up, okay? Don't ignore it. Don't think that it's just going to go away on its own because it won't. Bring it out into the light. That's the first step. The enemy loves it. The enemy loves it when we keep it hidden, in the dark, locked up, don't tell anybody about it. we have got to be able to confess it. I heard a goofy story about a guy who was sitting in his living room one day when, when his cat dragged in a little gift in its mouth, okay, which was a dead animal of some sort. Taking a closer look, he was dismayed to recognize the dead animal to be a bunny that was a pet that belonged to the little girl who lived next door. Her name, the little girl's name was Bonnie. Now, the man felt absolutely terrible believing that his cat had killed Bonnie's little bunny, okay? So the quick-thinking man, he came up with a plan. Removing the bunny from the cat's mouth, which by now was a dirty mess, he put it in the kitchen sink with a little warm water and some shampoo. He tried to clean up the dead bunny as best as he could. Then he took a hair dryer, get it, a hair dryer? (laughs) that is so bad. Okay, he took a blow dryer, right? He took a blow dryer, and he kind of blew dry the bunny until it looked pretty good. Finally, he he snuck the dead bunny back over into his neighbor's backyard, and he placed it back inside the rabbit hutch. And he kind of, he kind of fluffed it up, so it looked very natural there in its little box. And the next morning, the guy, he looked out the window, and he noticed a crowd gathered around the rabbit hutch. Everyone seemed to be talking and pointing, so the guy decided to go over and act like any normal curious neighbor, right? Play coy. And, and find out what was going on. And when he got there, Bonnie's mother said to the guy, you won't believe this. It's a miracle. Bonnie's bunny died a few days ago, and we buried it right over there. Man, when we try to cover things up, What do we do? We make it worse. We do. Don't play that game, friends, man, to overcome sin. We need to acknowledge the truth. We got to call it out. We need to confess that stuff. Bring it out into the light. But here's what I think a lot of people do. I think they either deny that there's a problem or they delay. Some people just deny the problem. Everyone else can see that they've got a problem with, with anger or addiction or a foul mouth whatever. And if you're in denial, I think here's here's what we we often say. We say, you know what? It's no big deal. It's not that bad. I think you can no big deal yourself right out of a job. And I think you can no big deal yourself right out of a marriage. Some people delay. They say, okay, yeah, you're probably right. I, I probably do need to do something about my credit card debt. Or I do need to do something about my stress drinking. But you know what? Now is just not a good time. And what I've observed about people who say, "Uh, not now, is it usually turns into not ever. Because the reality is, is they're not really serious about changing anything. Friends, I just want to encourage you. Don't play the deny game. Don't play the delay game. Acknowledge that truth. Acknowledge that thing that you struggle with. Call it out. By bringing it to before God, he honors that. I really believe that. You can defeat that thing in your life. I think the second thing we need to do is we need to refuse to blame. We need to refuse to blame. We've got to refuse to blame others for our problem. I noticed in Romans 7, that as I was reading through it again and again this last couple weeks, that he uses one single pronoun 27 times in just 10 verses it's the pronoun I. For example, check out some of the phrases he uses. He says, I am unspiritual. I don't understand what I do. I know that nothing good lives within me. I desire to do good, but I can't carry it out. What a wretched man I am. Friends, Paul had all kinds of people and circumstances he could have blamed for his situation. The guy did not lead an easy life, okay? He could have blamed his parents. He could have blamed his teachers. He could have blamed his upbringing. He could have even blamed God. But Paul ultimately knew that the sins that he struggled with were what? They were his sins. If he blamed everybody else, he knew that he was never going to overcome the issues in his life. Now, friends, listen, I I know... I know that some of you here have been treated really, really badly. I know. I know because we hear the stories as pastors. We get the emails and they're heartbreaking and they make my heart hurt. And they're stories that we know it wasn't your fault. Somebody maybe left you or stole from you or cheated on you or lied about you or betrayed you and it wasn't your fault. But, i know this is hard to hear if you stay in the blaming mode you will say, you will stay stuck in life friends it was their fault okay they probably should be punished but don't let what they did to you define the rest of your life don't let that person steal one more day of your life because blaming them will keep you stuck blaming them will prevent you from taking charge of your life To defeat sin, man, you have to stop blaming everything and everybody because the choices that you make from now on, they're 100% your choices. This is your life, you guys. Don't let somebody else who did something wrong to you dictate how you're going to live. Refuse to blame. I think the third thing we need to do, it has to start in the heart. We got to come with that thing and say, God, I admit it, this is this is it. I struggle with this. And we got to own that. Don't blame. Say, this is my thing. This is nobody else's fault. I chose this. The third thing we got to do is we got to cling to Jesus. Cling to Jesus. It sounds like a churchy thing to say, right? Like the pastor should say that. Cling to Jesus. Look at what Paul says in Romans 7. He said, what a miserable person I am. I love that phrase, by the way. That should be like my theme verse. What a miserable person I am. Okay who will save me from this life that's dominated by sin? Notice the key word here. You know what it is? Who? It says, it's not a what, okay? Paul says, who? Paul's got lots of information. He doesn't need more what. He asks the question, who? Who will save me from this sin that tangles me up? And he answers it in the next phrase. He says, thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Friends, I think sometimes we can forget that there really is nothing that we can do in our own power. There's not, you can't save yourself. It's not possible, but it's in the power of Christ. It's not our power, it's his power that he gives to us when we ask. The thing is, I gotta stay connected. I gotta cling to the power source. Paul is reminding himself that he needs to stay connected to Jesus every single day. We need to start each day asking Jesus to give us the strength to get through it. I love what, what Paul says over and over in his letters. You know what he says? He uses this phrase, he says in, he uses the preposition in. He says, in Christ. He says, in Christ I have life. In Christ I have power. In Christ I have hope. In Christ I can get through this difficulty. It's what? It's in Christ. That means that our power to overcome sin is found where? It's found in a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's where it's at. And when we pray and we ask him for that power to overcome sins, guess what? He gives it to us if we stay connected to the power source, if we cling to Jesus. Because it's ultimately, it's a who that saves us. It's not a what. There's a true story about what happened to an airline pilot named Henry Dempsey, okay? As he and his co-pilot, they were making a quick flight from Lewiston to Boston out over the sea. Uh, They heard a rattling noise coming from the side passenger door. Pilot Dempsey handed the controls over to his co-pilot and he went back to inspect. And as he inspected the door, the plane hit some turbulence and the door flew open. And his co-pilot heard the whoosh He looked back, he saw the open door, but he could not see Henry Dempsey. The co-pilot immediately radioed the closest airport tower for instructions to make an emergency landing and asked the Coast Guard to be informed as he thought Dempsey was sucked out of the plane and lost to sea. Henry Dempsey, here's what happened, fell face forward as the door opened and instinctively reached over and grabbed the cable railings with both hands dangling with his body half in and half out of the plane at 4,000 feet. Okay? When the co-pilot landed the plane, the emergency firefighters called to the scene were stunned and amazed that he was still there clinging to the door. Now get this. His hands had to be pried free of the cord with a crowbar to release that cable. Friends, that's the picture that I want you to have. When I say cling to Jesus, that's the picture I want you to have in your head. That's what I mean. Because I'm going to be honest with you, there are some days where I feel like sin wants to throw me out of the plane. I'm just going to be honest with you. Without a parachute, okay? Like It just seems like it could be out of control. Like, what is wrong with me? And sin just, see ya. But in those moments, I need to instinctively remind myself to grab a hold of Jesus. When I feel like I'm starting to lose it, when I'm going to lose to this thing, i got to grab Jesus and i got to hold on. Would you agree with me, man? There's just some days where it's like i got to cling to something, but you know what I've learned? I'm being honest with you. Sometimes I cling to the wrong things. I do. Sometimes I reach for food. I reach for Netflix. I reach for fill in the blank. Whatever You know? And it's just like those things... Don't provide me the power that I need to defeat those struggles that I have. Friends, cling to Jesus like your life depends on it in those moments. So man, if we want to beat those sins, those things that just seem to dominate our lives, we've got to acknowledge the truth, we've got to refuse to blame. Man, we've got to cling to Jesus like we're written thrown out the plane and last, you know what we've got to do? Friends, we've got to throw it off. We've got to throw it off. Now seen that, I know that's kind of a weird statement okay but this is so important and I think this is where so many of us either win or lose the battle over sin I'm convinced of this I believe many of us make a genuine commitment to Jesus so we get the who right but we still fail to overcome that sin people all over the world okay they come to a church like this even maybe even today and you know what they nod their heads right I do this and 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 they say yep I believe that I believe Jesus will give me the power of that sin but then those same good-hearted, God-loving people they go home and they can't stop drinking. They can't stop cursing. They'll walk through the door and they believe right that they're forgiven, but yet they can't stop looking at those images on the Internet. They can't stop yelling at their kids. Hey, I believe God gives me the power to overcome sin, but I just can't stop. Why is this? Why is that? I, can, I, I am with you in this, okay? I wrestle with this every day. Why? Oh, it just chaps my hide. I did, why, why do I struggle with this? As I, I thought about this, I thought about this. Here's what I do know. Friends, I know that belief, belief is just the beginning. Belief has to be followed by action. And that's where I get this phrase, throw it off, because that's an action. Check out Ephesians 4, it says this, Paul says this, he says, you know, since you heard about Jesus and learned about the truth that comes from him, there's that belief, right? Hey, you heard about Jesus, right? You learned about the truth and you believed. Now, now, throw off your old evil nature in your former way of life. Now this sounds great, doesn't it? This sounds like this should be a piece of cake. Right? This should be easy. But for some reason, it's not that easy. So how do we do this? Man, how do, how do we throw off anger? How do we throw off lust? How do we do this? Man, I've thought about this so many times in my life. And can I be honest with you? I've always looked for like a magic formula. I, <laughs> I don't know if that's like an American thing, but I've always looked like, just tell me the five steps to do to get rid of this so I can move on with my life. That's kind of how I think. Or if I'm listening to a preacher, I'm like, just tell me the three things you want me to do so I can be done with this and, and move on, right? That's, that's my mentality. But the more I, I look at this, friends, I, there is no magic formula. And I know that's probably not very comforting. I think it just means, you know what I think? I think it just means you got to do something. Just do something okay? There's no magic formula. You have to attack this thing, okay? You have to do whatever it takes to fight that thing that you're wrestling with. I mean, Paul, <laughs> Paul even said in Ephesians 4 later, he said, hey, if you're a liar, stop lying. <laughs> Duh. If you're a thief, stop stealing. Get rid of bitterness, rage, anger, slander, bad behavior. He makes it sound so easy, right? But friends, here's the, here's the formula. You just got to do something about it. Take some action. If you just hope it goes away, it won't. You've got to deal with that thing head on. I saw this quote on Instagram this, a few weeks back as I was preparing us I thought, man, how fitting is that? Okay, check this out. I saw this. If you don't deal, this is not in the Bible, this is just on Instagram. It said this, if you don't deal with the sin in your life, it goes into the cellar of your soul and lifts weights. <laughs> I love that. I thought That's so true sometimes. If you don't take the action to get stronger, And deal with fighting your sin, sorry, excuse me, it will get stronger. Friends, get serious about dealing with that signature sin in your life. As I was trying to think about this, this phrase, throw it off, Uh, my son was walking through the house one day. I don't know if you've ever seen these, I have no idea what these things are called. Um, It's basically just a ball on a bungee that you Velcro to your wrist. That's all it is. And he, he walks around the house and, you know, he kind of throws it and it comes back to him, right, because it's on this bungee string. And, I th- and it's, it's kind of fun. And, and I thought, this is such, this is such an illustration of throw it off. But here's, we think it should be easy, but it's not. Because for some reason, it's tethered to us like that sin. It's, it's, it just, it's just there. And we can try as hard as we... I can throw it over there and try to walk this way and all this. It's, it's with me, and I can't seem to get rid of it. It's like that thing in my life that I wanted to... It even flashes and lights up. See that? It's like, hey, sin is flashy, right? Hey. And you came back, you like, oh, I kind of I missed this. And then you realize, no, no, this is killing my relationship. And so we throw it over there, and we think we can get away, but it's just... It's tethered to us. And it starts to, to, to just... Oh. I don't like this sin anymore. I want to throw it off. Well, friends, what I've learned is that if we're going to take action, guess what? It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Now, this is a little crude, but I want you to imagine just for a moment that this, I've had this thing in my life for so long. It's been tethered to me so long that my, my skin and like my hair has started to like grow over, okay, the wrist piece here, and it's, it's become a part of me. And I'm like, I can't get rid of it. Friends, what we forget is that it's going to be painful. And there might be some things in your life where you say, if you want to get serious about getting rid of that signature sin, friends, you've got, you got to pull out the scalpel. We've got to have the guts to say, God, I'm sick of this sin. I need your power. I know this is going to hurt. Here's a scalpel. Because friends, in order to defeat that sin in your life, guess what? It might mean you need to change your schedule, okay? It might mean you need to drop a subscription. You got to delete some contact information. It might mean that you need to remove the internet from your house. It could even mean cutting off a certain friendship that continually drags you down. Friends, dealing with that thing in your life that is tethered to you is going to be painful. But you got to have the courage to say, Jesus, I'm sick of this. Here's the scalpel. Cut it free. Because here's what I'm... If you do that, you'll finally be able to throw it off and walk away. Friends, do you know, do you know what would happen? Can you imagine... Can you imagine what would happen if, if we did acknowledge our sins as, as people and we said I, I, I don't want to live with this anymore Jesus if we refuse to blame everybody else when we know it's our issue man imagine what would happen if we said Jesus I do want your help take the scalpel pick it up and we took some actions this week to cut that sin out of our lives you know what I believe you guys I believe sin would get defeated. I do. And you you would just have this refreshing start. And you know what? You could bury your old life. You could finally bury it. And you could start living a better life for your sake, for the sake of your families. Guys, I want that for you. I want that for you. I want that for everybody watching online. I want you to be free from that thing is tethered to you. You know what? I want that for me. I want that for all of us. So here's what I want to do to close. I just want to give you a moment and I just just stay seated and I just I just want to pray for us and this could be just a great time for you if you feel like man I, I'm with you I, I feel you I hear you friends it could start with start with just confessing it to the Lord today. So join me. Let me just pray for you guys. Father God, uh, I know there's people in this room that we struggle with. It's just that signature sin. It's that thing that our head swivels back to again and again. Lord, we just want to take a moment now we want to confess that to you in our minds and in our hearts and say, this is what it is. Call it out. And Lord, we confess it to you. We just want to say we're sorry that we've been holding on to this thing and we haven't been willing to let it go. So God, I just want to pray for us. Would you come and start to chisel away? Would you you start to be the surgeon and cut that thing away? Help us to be humble in that. Lord, if we're blaming somebody else for that thing, Lord, help us to let go of that. God, just start to to cut. And I know it's gonna be painful, God, and there might be even things we gotta do this week to take action to remove that sin from our lives. So God, I just pray that you'd speak to everybody in this room and and just even give them an idea right now, that idea would pop into their heads as to what they could do make sure that they're cutting that sin free I don't know what else to say Lord other than thank you thank you that somehow Jesus Christ came (laughs) took my yuckiest ickiest most disgusting sin put it on himself and took care of it it's because of that that I really can cut can cut out the sin in my life. So Lord, we just, as, as a group, we just say, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Help us to cling to you this week as we battle this thing. God, we love you. Thank you for Jesus Christ. I pray this in the strong name, strong name of Jesus Christ and all God's people say. Amen. Hey guys, we love you. I love you. Uh, If you need prayer for anything, there'll be people up front that would be happy to pray with you. Have a great week, you guys.